Welcome to NFL Mayo. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden. Playoff edition. Mm-hmm. A couple of divisional round boys. The wild card cometh and winteth, and uh, with it, lots of tales. I'm so excited to recap it with you. I'm so excited to talk about the matchups coming up, dude. Lots of sleepy blowout games, if we're being honest. And, I mean, the most exciting shit may be the coaching carousel for us. Let's be real. I mean, without a doubt, like... I would say coaching carousel news far outweighed the wild card, which is weird because we were so stoked. And I was. It was stoked. Have, you know, we had a holiday weekend. We should have been. It was a triple header. It just so happened that, like, half the fucking playoff teams didn't want to be there for some reason. Well, I think wild card has that, has that thing where it's like, here's the really good teams who almost won their division versus the squeakers who get to say they're playoff teams but don't belong here. And or so, did win their division. Or did, but it's a shit division. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, there's a lot of teams that, like, the Eagles didn't deserve to be there. Like, they looked no, like they should they have been were, on the field. Yeah. Uh, and, like, we'll, we'll recap them in great, in, you know, in depth, but there's a lot Can of teams I have where a, I'm like... I have a question, and remind me if I'm incorrect on this, but in the past, before they added this seventh seed, did they not have two buys, the top two seeds in each round? What do you mean two buys? Were there okay? Maybe I'm just a fucking idiot. But in the past, in the playoffs, were there a buy for the top two seeds in each division, or was it always only one buy? Ooh, <clears throat> that's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, okay, I meant like you know, in antiquity, I thought I could have swore there used to be two buys, but I might be wrong. Wait, you mean like two teams get a a, a buy? Get a buy from round? the wild card. Got you. I see what you mean. That's a good question. I don't know, dude. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure. Possibly, but um. I think uh, adding the seven team was definitely fun. Like I loved having the Monday night game, and of course we'll get that in depth. But um, before we get to that, we should talk about like right after we recorded and talked about all these teams, uh, you know, cutting ties with their head coaches. Uh, the Texans fired David Cully, which our Cully buddy, buddy, our Cully buddy, which like won games they so, didn't deserve to win, and like. Is you you who... you've been like fired up about this. I'm actually eager to get your take. I'm pissed, like because because and and even the way Schefter covered it the other day too. It's like he made it sound like it was a known thing that this was kind of uh, a placeholder until they could get the coach they wanted because they couldn't get who they wanted last year. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, oh, so... I thought that was like common knowledge. Why is that common knowledge? I guess. Like, why I do you hire talking, a man? So, like, so that. I, so, I under- I'll, I'll let you say your piece. I'm sorry, and then I'll, I'll, you know, recap. Well, I afterwards. understand that. Like, apparently, that's the deal. Um, uh, you know, you have like, <clears throat> I guess that's like why they only gave him a three year contract or whatever or something like that, and they paid him for two or whatever the deal was. But that's a dude who's been around in college in the NFL for like 30, 40 years. Finally, gets a gig. Wins games he has no business winning. Inherits a team where, uh, inherits a team where, you know, you have you go from having one of the best football players in the world, that quarterback, to that dude being on the sideline, not literally, figuratively. Um, and then to be fair, you got like the number one uh, rookie QBR out of Davis Mills. Who the fuck's Davis Mills? You know what I mean? And and da- like my man pulled that off. Um, 
so I'm really I'm disappointed about it, but man, I'd take him, and I hope he gets another gig because like that's not a bad show. Want David Kelly? Okay, I do. Dang. I would take David Kelly in a heartbeat. Absolutely, because look, Flores is gonna go here. He's a Deshaun boy. That's fine. Flores is gonna go there because he's got New England ties there. That's fine. Flores shouldn't have been fired either. That shit's bad shit. So that's all good, and they want him, and and I feel like that's a done deal. That's inevitable. Dude, in my DJ opinion. want him, but exactly. But Cully, man, if Cully just goes and is a coordinator or something this year, it's a fucking travesty. Like that's that's I'd take that dude. I I'd think that's that what will happen. It's bullshit if that's what happens. And I don't even think too. he'll get a head coaching job. That's ridiculous. Or offer. To me. Sorry, I don't even think he'll interview. So here's that's my ridiculous thing. to me. If the Vikings are going to interview fucking <clears throat> Kellen Moore and fucking the Packers offensive coordinator and all this other bullshit. I don't understand why you wouldn't hire a leader of men like David Culley, who's been around for he's been around in the leagues longer than some of the fucking teams in the NFL. Like I get I, I, exactly where you're coming from. I just thought that the consensus was that he was a placeholder and that was known. Like not only league-wide but also like with fan bases. I thought that everyone understood that due to the circumstances and the firestorm around the Houston Texans team and their players, that they had to go get a dude who was willing to like suffer in the muck through this to get him through the season, and that's then they bullshit. would can him. I that's, I could have swore that that was. I mean, well, you can say it's bullshit, case, but I think that was what it was going in. Well, and that's mm-hmm. how everybody makes it sound. So I guess I'm the idiot. Uh, maybe I just liked Cully too much and I was blinded. But fuck it, come home to Minnesota. We'll take good care of you. That's the dream for me now. <clears throat> um, that that dude, that dude deserves it, and I, I, it's weird to see him get canned. You know, Zimmer was this way, not for as long as Cully, but Zimmer bounced around in, in uh, organizations under good coaches and uh, for decades. You know what I mean? Before he got his crack, and then he got a nice eight-year run. So I don't see any reason why uh, Cully shouldn't get get that that same fair shake uh the texans was a wasn't were in turmoil when he when he went in and stuff so maybe a franchise that can build with him uh but it it just it just upsets me it's so weird it's so weird this poor fucking dude like he just having to go out there why is it a poor dude this dude don't because listen here's why this dude has to fucking finally get his crack. You're saying it's well known that he's just a placeholder anyways. So it feels like uh, we'll hire this black coach for good PR. Uh, okay. And, I mean. And and then and then he has to go fucking eat shit in interviews where they don't let him say anything about Deshaun Watson. He's got to go. True. You know what I mean? Like he's got to eat absolute shit sandwiches in interviews leading up to this the season. Then he's got to work with Tyrod Taylor, who we're pro Tyrod. But it's it, you know yeah we're very pro Tyrod and then Davis Mills no weapons and then all for all to get through a season with more wins than he probably had any business getting just to just to be like cool well yeah you were this was never gonna happen so okay so I get where you're coming from so a couple of things optically hiring an African American coach and then shit canning him no matter what he does not great especially because they passed rules. Um, where teams can get draft compensation if they hire a, mon- a minority head coach or GM. So I wonder if that had anything to do with it. He did also have to eat shit in interviews, which I remember talking about. That was absolutely fucked up. The team did put him in many poor positions, optically and professionally. What I guess I was coming from was 
I feel like this was a guy that was never going to get any offers and any real significant interest from other teams. And I just, it to me, it felt like, hey, we're going to give you the reins this year because, like, no one else wants to coach our team. And Okay, I see that perspective. There you go. That's a good way to and put And then it. so he becomes the coach. And then from, from that perspective, I'm like, well, how is he a victim? Because, I mean, he wouldn't have got, in my opinion, he wouldn't have got a chance to be a head coach of a football team, <laughs> like, probably in his career. But that fell into his lap because no one else wanted it. So I get it from both perspectives. I still think that that organization is a dumpster fire and they didn't treat it well. Maybe they should have at least interviewed him and said, hey, like we going forward, we're not going to like, you know, stay tied to you. But we're I mean, how does that work if he's under contract for three years? I don't know. It's man. gross, man. It's the all shitty. gross to me. I get where um, you're coming from. And I know it's business. So whatever. And and, you know, this guy just like what a good what a good sport. I just hope that he gets another crack, and I would be so happy if the Vikings went ahead with him. Uh, and that least, that to me is him. a little bit more uh, crazy. I don't think he showed that much. I I don't feel that crazy about it, but I understand. <clears throat> I understand. Um, we should move on. Uh, I get where you're but, coming from. Speaking of another interim type of coach, who I think did pretty damn well despite the circumstances, but he did fall short was the the head coach for the Raiders who took over for Gruden. Without after a doubt. I think he Without did a great a job in the second How half does, of the year. That is a very tumultuous fucking season. That's a, that's tough reins to overtake, so I 100% agree with What's you. that guy's but, name again? <sighs> not Mike Mayock because he's fired as GM, uh, which didn't happen uh, last Rick, week. We Rich Bisaccia. Rich yeah. Bisaccia. So, yeah, Mike Mayock is now out. Coley is now out. And, I mean – to quickly hit on the Mayock thing, I get it. I've heard reports that the roster control was a bit more of Gruden than him at times, which that happens on some teams. The head coach, dude, my cat is a crack head. One of the hair ties went under a blanket on the floor, and she's just kick-flipping it like a tech deck. Uh, I'll say this. Mayock's drafts had some of the worst, yeah, some of the worst uh, picks in the upper rounds. They also had some pretty good hits in middle rounds. I know I was always high on, oh God, I'm blanking on his name, the big lanky pass rusher that they have, uh, Max Crosby. I was very high on him coming out of Eastern Michigan, and T will always back me up on this. I remember I sent T his cut up, and I'm like, this guy's going to murder it in the NFL, and I want the Bears to draft him in like the third or fourth round. And then we could have, and we didn't, and now he's a pro bowler, he and he's sweet. really, really good, and he's mm-hmm. recently sober, and good for him for that. Um, however, Mayock is now out. He's missed on some major picks, specifically one of the worst draft classes of all time where multiple first-rounders are now gone due to off-the-field stuff. And when you're drafting, like I've said, when you're drafting for a Las Vegas team now, going forward, you're going to really have to be careful because if there's any like any gray area with the prospect, if they like to have fun, Las Vegas is definitely a place where you can quickly fall into some fun. Well, it's um, like, dude, think about, think about me and you at 21, 22. Right. And, and, and if they gave us a million dollars and we yeah, were in I would Las be Vegas out of the league. to be famous, like, I would I don't be out know. of the league. They would yeah, have caught like, me with something. 
I'm like almost thirty, and like I I can barely be do like, adulthood. So they'd be like uh, first round pick, uh, cornerback Aiden Wright found at the airport with a firearm. Like, dude, <laughs> I would quickly. be crazy. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. And I mean, I've heard other people say things I'm like just... the teams that are routinely the best are in boring cities, and I I, mean, can, I understand nothing that. To do. Nothing to do. If you take the human aspect of it, but let's talk about this Bengals Raiders game. Oh, finally, finally, pardon, let's pardon. get into some football. Pardon. Real football, not got me some, just got some allergies. Bitching about Cully. And yeah. what was one of the better, probably one of the only good games of the weekend, unfortunately? The Bengals top the Raiders 26 to 19. They hold on. Uh, the, one of my favorite things about that game was just how raucous the crowd was, and you could just feel the hunger in the city of Cincinnati with this like 30 year uh, streak of no playoff wins. Mm-hmm. And not only that, this looked like a team that was ready for the moment. This looked like a team that's ascending and that has a guy at QB where you don't have to worry. Like th- yeah. there are QBs that can manage a game and get you some wins. And then there are QBs that elevate an entire like city. And he is one of them. And everyone's talking about it. And I've been talking about it since like 2017 when he was like a backup at Ohio State. I remember saying like, Haskins has crazy arm talent, but Joe knows where the ball's supposed to go every play, like before it happens. I remember thinking that in college, like this guy, like when you're when you're getting a QB, a lot of people want to take the bright, shiny arm that can do anything. But what you really want in a QB is a guy that knows what's going on at any given moment and can literally win with his mind. And that's Joe. And he's shown that he's bounced back from this. I think he should become back player of the year. Um, unfortunately they've lost multiple defensive starters to injury in that game. So by the end of it, I was like, damn, I don't know if they can win the next round. So go ahead and give me your takes on that game. I'm, I'm blown away by it. Like, I mean, this guy is the face of a city. Um, Jamar Chase did like exactly what they wanted to and more with that draft pick. Everybody looks like a genius right now in Cincinnati, and Joe looks like a bad motherfucker. I mean, like, here's – I don't know if I've ever said this on air, but here's always been my thing. And I think this is something I came to terms with this weekend while I watched him kick ass. And it's like there are a bunch of quarterbacks that get drafted where Joe gets drafted, and they say the right stuff just like Joe does. Like – He's not unique in that he says the right thing constantly. There's a lot the of co- kind that, of cocky, confident comments. The yes, kind of cocky, but very this confident, very team, this is the very like on like this, like you know what I mean. Like like Peyton Manning is the guy that that said, "If you draft Ryan Leaf and not me, I'm gonna kick your ass for twenty." And then years. Ev- I get it, and, and then everyone you know has I mean? copied and everybody it. Like Josh says it. Rosen said the and, same thing. Right, Josh Rosen said four mistakes ahead of me, and and everybody says it, and and then they're not Peyton Manning. So that's always been my thing with Burrow. I'm like, you say good stuff, and we'll see what happens. You looked good last year, but you fucked your knee. I'm scared that you don't have protection. I Three ate picks shit on in that. a row against like, the Bears. I, I So, you know what I mean? I, I, I ate shit, and I've ate shit on the show, and I'll continue to do so because he's a dream. Like, he's an absolute dreamboat. Like, to do that in the playoffs for that city and then to still be so ice cold about it, like, he's just a cool dude, and he's, like, also, like, 
younger than us, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, he's like, yeah, not not crazy younger than us though. He's a bit of an older like, uh, like young guy. Feels, he's like he was peer. like twenty three or twenty four. You wonder why I though. thought it because I saw the way he dressed walking into the game, and I go, oh, this guy's our peer because like millennials dude millennials wear those fucking tight jeans and fucking shit like that like nobody else dresses that way and i was like ah i get i get this dude i i 100 percent get where you're coming from yeah that was all and he showed oh my god did he show me like like holy fuck i i'm over the moon to see this guy perform this way also you know the Bengals went to the super bowl with boomer esiason wearing beautiful uniforms and then they droughted in the playoffs with god awful uniforms. So it's 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 no coincidence that they come back out this year with amazing unis, and then they're also able to to get a playoff win, no problem. You are a uni head, and I get it. And they are very nice uniforms. Unbelievable. My thing is this: I think I have not done a good enough job convincing you that that Joe Burrow was a guy because you know I've been a fan of him literally since we took some random three-star Mr. Football winner in Ohio guy from Athens whose dad was a coach. So my thing was this. I watched his confidence in college. He never really got a shot at Ohio State. The year he was supposed to get a shot was after JT Barrett's tenure finally ended. And then in training camp, he breaks his hand. So it's him versus Haskins. And I mean, it, you can say whatever you want. Obviously, Joe Burrow is a much better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. But at the time in college, like, don't forget how good Dwayne Haskins was. He still holds the record for most TDs in a season as an Ohio State QB. And his arm talent was off the chain. So I get where they were coming from. You have Dwayne, who's incredible, and you have a very injured Joe Burrow hand. So then he does the start and he transfers and it worked out perfectly for him. He chose a great team. My thing is, there was, and at T always, I always reference this to T. So there was one training camp moment where it was a tire pull. So it's one of those big truck tires. Both players have two hands on the inner rim. And then it's like a tug of war between them while, while the team is circled around. Kind of like an Oklahoma drill of sorts, but more of like a tug of war. And Joe starts off well, slips, and all he has is one hand on it getting drugged back, and he turns and just starts running the other way while his arm is just dragging behind him because he fell down, and he just crawls and drags it with one arm, and he wins. And I see this, and I'm like, he's the guy. Like, it sounds so stupid, but, like, sometimes you hear these guys, like Josh Rosen said the same shit, many other QBs say the same shit, like, so many mistakes made, made ahead of me, I'll make them regret it, but, like, I always believed him because I saw it in his eyes and I saw it on the field and I see what he does out there. And this is a dude that's cold blooded as fuck. You see it on that play where he is almost out of bounds and throws the touchdown oh, to, to Boyd in the back of the end zone. Like yeah, he's cold blooded. And let's get whistle? into that really quick. I was like, uh... I'm so, I'm so tired of hearing that that was like some huge thing that the like Raiders fans are going to cling on to. First off, that was a touchdown, cold, cut, clear, dry, end of story. That was always a touchdown. The late whistle doesn't matter because the guy wasn't even near him because he already got shook in the back of the end zone. It's not a late whistle. It's a it's an erroneous whistle. It was an erroneous whistle. It was right. a whistle but, that but made players hearing... think the play was done. And so Correct. Yes, that's what I'm so saying. So you have but a wide open touchdown, which looked no, easy. They were, 
He was in position before the whistle was even blown. But that doesn't matter because if if the players think the play's done, it doesn't matter. Like I'm if cool a guy's with it. wide open and then the ball leaves the hand and then the whistle blows and then the guy catches it. In my opinion, that should just ha- that should not be a controversy. Well, you got if it anything, right. Anything you, you got should it just right say the refs because- are idiots. You you did it, but I think that you need to replay that down personally. Like you, it doesn't matter. It, 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 even if he's gonna replay score it, the down, I can yes. get behind. Yes, I would. But do that. I don't think the Raiders should have any ammunition to think that they that they were wronged. I think that was a clear cut touchdown. I don't think the whistle stopped any guy that was in position to make a play because I, I watched the play. Here's that why I can't get behind your argument. Was it even Nobody, in nobody's position? arguing. Nobody's arguing that like. Nobody's arguing that like he didn't catch a touchdown. The they're arguing that like the play shouldn't I'm have saying, uh, counted. That's not what I. So I'm not arguing that. I'm saying that the whistle did not affect whether or not that touchdown would have happened or that catch in the end zone. I it did not affect it. That, it was erroneous. And again, so it, another so highlight for. That's the. Play. I can get behind replaying. You the played down, the whistle. But, you know what I mean. But I cannot get behind the fact that that was a deciding factor for the Raiders because the sure. whistle caused the touchdown. No, that's not what happened. Sure, um, I'll give you that. In my opinion, I'll give you that. So it's just another it highlight was a for controversy. how it's the hot. coaching staff. It's piping hot, it's, and then and then it, it, things got more piping hot in the Dallas game. Right. I just think the only controversy should be these referees suck. And that was obviously a touchdown, not the fact that the that the whistle caused a touchdown. Yeah, which is what I'm hearing. If that whistle mm-hmm. didn't happen, that guy wouldn't have stopped, and t- and Boyd wouldn't have caught the touchdown. Wrong, in my opinion. I think that's a touchdown no matter what. It probably is, but you have to admit that, like, yes, Joe's going out of bounds and it looks swaggy, but I watched that play live too, and it looked like defensive players rushing had stood up and stopped, and it looked like uh, players in the end zone on the Raiders had stood up and stopped. So the touchdown looked incredibly easy. It looked like a practice touchdown. If I'm not mistaken, Joe was rolling all the way to the right. The guy had not stopped rushing him. Not that one guy who went out of bounds. The one which is I saw other people standing. I mean, they thought he was running out of bounds. So if I'm not mistaken, the whistle didn't blow until the ball was halfway to the end zone. I don't know. He throws know. it as he steps out. One, two, whistle. One catch. Three seconds. I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm not. I don't lose sleep over it. I'm just saying, like, uh, Bengals are in the divisional round. Uh, first win in like 30 years. No one has ever sent a physical text that truthfully told somebody else that the Bengals have won a playoff game. That was a factoid they love to say. The text text messages messages were invented after they won their last one. But we can get off the Bengals. That's my highlight of the weekend. You know, I was wearing my Joe jersey. I was very Mm -hmm. excited. Now let's get into some bloodbath games. The Bills beat the absolute dog shit out of the Patriots, potentially ending their dynastic hold on the division. Um, It was bad. It Josh Allen, 21 of 25, 308, five touchdowns. A clinic. Numb toes or no. Like, he's... Just he's... erectile dysfunction, be gone. We were we were rocked up in coculus. We were ready to go. <laughs> he's there, man. Like, he's arrived, and him in the playoffs has been just, like, the true story of, like, perseverance. I, I can remember... I can remember like still living in Chicago and watching him like fall short 
in like the either the wild card or the divisional, like Josh Allen, like and 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 you know having some some key mistakes uh, when he was young, and then like getting closer and closer, and he's fucking continuing to push that ball up the hill, dude, and. This might, I mean, fucking God love him and God love Buffalo and those awesome fans and Ryan Fitzpatrick shirtless in the stands. Like, God damn it, like, that was so funny th- to me. This is this how is a cool is Ryan Fitzpatrick? This is they're all cool. It's the coolest thing. Like, the Bills are the like coolest fucking team in the NFL right now. Maybe like they've got everything. They've got this quarterback who's God tier. They've got this amazing city and fan base. You've got Stefan fucking Diggs, dude. Which Who's so I, good. One of the coolest dudes alive. Like, you know what I mean? Just a total swag lord. Uh, everything is going, man. Everything's going right for for Buffalo, and it's fucking awesome. And they have to if they run into the Chiefs this weekend and 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 win. Holy hell! If they beat the Chiefs this weekend, they they're going to the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's very bold of you when the Bengals are still alive. They are. I'm kidding, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, a, a couple like tidbits about the game. Dawson Knox had one of the best games I've ever seen from him. Um, I thought he was just a guy at times. I know he's been a letdown for the past few years. I think he's a third-year tight end. However, this year he has stepped up, and he was incredible at the early stages of that game. He, was five, uh, he had two touchdown receptions. Josh Allen was clinical. Brian Dabble. Brian Dable, Dayball. I don't know how to pronounce it. Every time I read it, I think Dabble, like Daniel. Uh, People are talking about how he has even further strengthened his case to be a head coach. I know the Bears are interviewing him and Leslie Frazier, their D coordinator. Um, I mean, what do you think this says about the Patriots? Because if I'm not mistaken, this team, they they were one and one against each other in the division this year, correct? Yeah. They uh, split. They split. So the Bills. I think the Bills won, and then Mac won the game. No, 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 sorry. Mac won the game where he threw three times. Then they lost to the Bills after that, and then the Bills beat him a second time in a row, right, in the playoff. So, I believe so, yeah. doesn't say anything. I mean, for all intents and purposes, from the outside looking in, the Patriots don't feel this way, but the fact of the matter is the Patriots overachieved this year, and Mac Jones overachieved this year. Um, so people – People think of the Patriots as like underachieving if they're not going deep in the playoffs because that's the precedent in New England. But yeah. nah, man, like I don't think it says anything at all. I think this is just like marked improvement from where they were last year. They were not good last year. They were a fucking hot goddamn mess last year, and now they're bro. In the they were the Cam Newton show. Yeah. So I mean, now and so let know, me now ask you this: Do you with think a quarterback that's probably going to be there for a decade? And like, yeah, everything's you... fine. Saying that, do you think going forward with Mac and Josh Allen, do you think it's just like straight up the Bills division, or do you think there's still no, room for the no. Patriots? Okay. No, I don't. I don't think it's straight up the Bills division. I, I, even if the Bills, no, I think it's going to be hotly contested. I, I think as long as Belichick's around, he's too good of a coach to get swept. And I'm a fucking idiot, I guess. I'm so sorry. You're like, no, why? You're fucking stupid. <laughs> no, oh, I didn't know. I get where I, no, I get where you're I, coming I from. I meant though. it more intensely, like exciting. Like I, I don't think it happens in that division where it's suddenly the Bills show. I think the Patriots are gonna give him a fist fight, as long as Max there. I mean, now that Max there, I should say. Um, I hope for heated 
just rivalry games going forward. I hope it's an awesome dynamic I mean, between these two young games, QBs. like cold games, young QBs. The uh, environment's just getting warmer and colder, just more extreme by the season, so it's, it's going to be even worse. I'm hoping it's hotly contested. I will say though, if, uh, you know, Belichick's old. He's gonna he's gonna coach, and they asked him, "It's like, what did they say in the in the post press?" They were like, uh, "I remember." Would you say they're like, "I know, I'm I'm leading myself in." He's like, uh, he's like, would you say you uh, you you you're you're gonna be coaching? again next year or this is something you want to continue to do next season and uh belichick's like i would say that's accurate like, it, like, <laughs> something like that. it's like so funny man he's uh, such a oh my god he's so hard to get anything out of it's it's very funny and I, I mean just my favorite belichick memory not on a football field will forever be them panning during the first pandemic draft to his like den and his dog, dog was just yeah. sitting in the doing chair the draft picks. just yeah, doing dude. the draft picks like funny motherfucker. Uh, so funny all right moving on to the sunday slate we have eagles getting beat to fuck by the buccaneers not really that much to talk about in this game like the first half the eagles had nothing going until the end of the game until it was way out of it was out of reach by that point it was 31 nothing before they started scoring right so i mean like I don't really have much. You were correct in saying earlier that the Eagles probably shouldn't have been in the playoffs. I agreed in watching that game. It was clearly evident. So you had Brady kind of feeding the ball to Mike Evans, who seemed to be catching the ball like every play. Uh, you had Gronk, and that's really it for his his targets right now. Brady and Gronk is the best, uh, the best duo in playoff history. Like they have right. more, they have more touchdown connections in playoff history than fucking uh, Montana and Young to Rice. Like it's fucking crazy. Um, it's it's absolutely batshit. They they just those two, and it's weird because like Gronk doesn't even show up until like so late, so middle to late in Brady's career, and yet I know that's the crazy part. I know. He doesn't it's, it's, seem like as old of a player in my mind as he is sometimes. But he's, he's like so unassuming. Young to mid 30s. Gronk? Yeah. I mean, he retired the first time when he was 30, right? Yeah, it's crazy to me. He's I mean, they're still going. He must really want that USAA membership, which I yeah. actually have. I saw that's awesome. I saw a tweet last night that was like uh pitching a pitching a commercial to pitching a commercial to rob gronkowski it's like quotes like and you're like the stupidest fucking person alive you are the worst actor of all time (laughs) no it's like it's almost like and i love gronk but i don't know if if that's the joke that he's supposed to be like the dumbest guy alive or what yes so he's he's not that dumb in real life like, you know right, I mean? but like, he has made jokes that he has special needs before, if I'm not mistaken. And that's why when um, he made the joke, well, I'm special, like, that was kind of like what that's, if if I'm not mistaken. Hopefully I'm not wrong on that, but he has made jokes that he is a dumb guy or I'm not, yeah, we'll not get into that. I just know he's always been the dumb party boy, uh, you know, caricature, got you, got you. Well, which is nothing to do with what I mentioned, but I th- Maybe I'm mistaken. Hopefully I'm not. If I am, I immediately apologize. But he will be a Hall of Famer. So I don't really have too much. I mean, the broadcasting booth was flaming the game. They were saying they wish they were watching the 49ers Cowboys. Fucking uh, Aikman. 
Aikman was like straight up at the end of the game, like, yeah, it seemed like a good game to call or something like that. Talking like when they were introing, like, oh, on the other network, we're going to go to the Cowboys game. Yeah, and, and then like, uh, he was Buck like, tried to like feather it and be like, well, if, I mean, this is a great game too. He's like, yeah, I mean, he tried to get him to backpedal it. I, I definitely caught that. And he's like, like, yeah, I mean, <sighs> sorry, I have like some serious owls going on right now, some owl tailors in my nose, uh, but, uh, 49ers Cowboys. Let's just talk about that game. You want to talk about that rest? game? That game was the best game of them all. The 49ers came out pounding the rock, breaking the rock, Luke, carrying sledgehammers, slipping on the mat that was laid Let's go break that track. rock. <laughs> um, yeah. What's up with the Cowboys, man? What the fuck? Like they should. This, this is a team that day. was ready to go. I I get that, and I see the memes. It's like all of this just so they can lose the 49ers before the game. Um, but this Cowboys team was ready to go now. Like their cap situation, yes. their team situation was set up to go now, not That's next year. Now no, was the year. Now is the time. And Mike McCarthy, still in my opinion, a shit coach. Look at how he they, won't, I think they're the most. He will not take team. responsibility. He will not take responsibility. I know that's Still, the worst part. He just sits crazy. there shaking his head the whole game. He that's all he did. He just sat there shaking his head in disbelief. Bro, why do you think you have the most penalized team? You know what he said yesterday? What? What uh, did he fucking sp- say? Speaking of like not being able to take responsibility, uh yesterday he was like um he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I could tell I I think my players were he said like scared or like nervous or like uh or whatever. Oh fuck! What's the word he used? Because he's like, I could see it in the pregame prayer, and it like carried into the game. That's on you, then. I know. Hang on. Let me find what he said. Because it was yeah. Like, I'll talk about it while you're looking. But the 49ers come out of the gate running all over them, and I've said this time immemorial. Shanahan will devise an excellent running attack against anyone. He's, in my opinion, the best run schemer in the league. He can take any running back and get a hundred yards with them. And you have Garoppolo being extremely hot and serviceable out there. You have Prescott being inconsistent. You're not getting the ball to CD Lamb. Zeke has lost his step. It's and they're getting bullied in the trenches. I mean, I didn't catch the injury to Bosa. Did you catch that? I think I had stepped no. away for a brief second. I also but had. And before I came back he and I was got like, hurt. Oh no. He was wrecking the game. So if you're ready to talk about the quote, I'm going to look up the Nick Bosa injury. No, I, I'm trying to find it, but all I know is it's like, I know that he, he talked and immediately, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, New York Post says Nick Bosa's girlfriend bombarded with injury cr- questions on Instagram thirst trap. Uh, here's what's up. Before we get to anything McCarthy said yesterday and before I do anything like that, we need to get to the most controversial thing that's happened in playoff history in recent memory. Yes. So get to it. I want you to, to, to break down the, the final, like like what happens in the game. It all comes down okay. to one drive so, with the Cowboys. Yeah, I think it, ticking. it is very important to note before talking about that briefly that if you would have fucking played up to your potential, that wouldn't have even been an issue at the end of the game. You yeah, don't want – with. With this bad of officiating throughout the season, you don't want to leave it in the referee's hands. And on top of that, when you have 10, 12, 13, whatever seconds that they had, and you run a QB draw. I'm about to say it. Thank you for saying this, like, but 
I have my opinion, but like for say somebody didn't hear the game, like, like okay, so like, I'm just gonna break down what happened. They they start honestly. They had no time. They needed to score a touchdown, and they excellently operated their way down the field. Akin, and I'm sorry, Luke, but to how the Lions moved down the field against the Vikings, and where where they should not have like. Poor defensive play calling. They were not taking away the boundary. Ten yard, ten yard chunks to the sideline. Bang, bang. In seconds, bang. in seconds, in seconds. And I don't know why you don't have three dudes on both sidelines and two deep safeties. Straight up, and then crash weird. the it middle of really the field every play. Yeah. So with with like a like a couple down linemen. You know what I mean? So they're dinking and dunking. Next thing you know. They're in a position with like 10 to 15 seconds left where they could take another like medium shot, clock it, and then go for the end zone because they were probably what, 35, 40 yards out at this point, maybe. So next thing you know, Dak runs a QB draw. He takes it, pops back on on a rock step, starts running forward. And you're like, go down, go down, go down. The clock is running. The clock is running. Go down. He goes down. Buck is saying, oh, they're not going to be able to clock it. And Ake is like, no, he's got it. He knows exactly what he's doing. So Dak gets up. There's a bit of a, like, I don't know. I think the defense probably tried to lay on him like they always do. There's like a bit they of a They got up scrum. pretty quick. They got up pretty quick. Right. He did. He laid on a half second longer than he would normally. I respected how quick he got up. No, I'm saying the defensive players tried to limit them getting up. I'm not saying it was Dak's fault there no 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 i'm saying the defensive player who laid on dak like which he should that's his right but he got up pretty quick like okay yeah exactly i'll I'll admit that and i mean part of the guy getting up has to do with how furiously the guy with the ball gets up and dak was ready to you know what i mean like if the guy is just getting dog popped but dak popped up so you have like four offensive linemen around him another guy coming in he hands the ball to his center who then just sets it down to snap it to clock it a that's the dumbest thing of all time. You have to practice, find the umpire. Dude. Everyone knows practice. that. Anyone who knows football who's played in a game knows that the offensive line of the offensive You get to decide where the ball the goes? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? And if I'm not mistaken, it was in the middle of the hashes where he sets the ball down. It doesn't – you never put it in the middle of the hashes. It's the inside of the hashes. So, the umpire – here's the biggest issue. The umpire of the play is – kind of where he should be, which is to the back left of the QB, but he was about 20 to 30 yards behind the play by the time the play was completely over and Dak was getting up. Then he runs the slowest 40-yard dash of all time to get there, bumps into like four players at once to just snatch the ball. He slams Dak from behind, I will say. He slams into Dak and the offensive lineman, and then he grabs the ball and moves it it and just quickest way to get through is to the middle they i so understand my they're always is, getting set but let me just all through it okay i'll just give you the everything dak takes the uh qb draw runs it gets slides down pops up gives the ball to his offensive lineman who then sets it down dak gets behind him to snap the ball to clock it with like four seconds left the referee is running from behind very slowly bumps into like four guys including dak hard grabs the ball moves it like half a yard in, and then the play's over. There's no time to snap it. I mean, Dak takes it and clocks it, but the play had already been, or the clock had already expired by like a second. So then everyone's wondering what happens. It goes to the head referee who says the clock is expired, the game is over. So my thing is this it's 
twofold fault. It is Dak's fault. Threefold, actually. It's Dak's fault for how he handled the play and the end of the play. It's the decision to run a QB draw and to have your QB run that far with it. If you're running a QB draw, it needs to be told to the QB, you go like 10 yards or you have a clock in your head and then you go down. You don't keep going until you think you've got enough yards out of it, which is what he did. Then it's the referee umpire's fault for not following the play as soon as he saw it was a run. Because if you are in a playoff game, a wild card game, with that circumstance heading into the play, and you see a run, you need to be on that motherfucker so you know to spot the ball as quickly as possible. The referees are not there to decide games. They're there to facilitate games and make sure they're played correctly. And I'm getting really tired of referees deciding games with ineptitude or poor decision-making. And that was both. You have to know in your head what is happening. So if I'm that ump, I'm sprinting after that play. Because why are you 20 yards behind? What are you seeing? 20 yards behind the play anyway. You can't see anything. You can't see a fumble. You can't see shit. And maybe I don't know enough about what the referees are supposed to do in the middle of a play. But to me, it seemed like he failed in that in that situation. I have a very hard time blaming refs, but I understand. Here's what's up. It's like, it's like so, A, yeah. I don't, you don't, I don't fucking, I, I can't, I can barely, like, barely, 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 barely fathom why you call the QB draw right there. Like, barely fathom. You have no timeouts. You've just banged three fucking 10 plus yard gains at the sideline, no problem. I understand they finally put their, their secondary to the sides and left the middle open. It's a juicy. So you hit a quick slant and then go down. It makes no sense. It's an easy 10 minute, like, it's an easy 10 yard run. I get that, but like, you have almost, you have next to no time left. So that's one. I think it's a crazy play call. Um, B, if, if they do clock it, and I know this is a what if, because we'll never know. But if they do clock it, they still have to score a touchdown the next play. Like, I think it's very I, – I mean, I'm, I'm – call me crazy. I think it's very likely they score if he clocks that. From 30 out still? Like who – why? Was it 30? It I could have li- swore it was – I could have swore it was closer. Okay. It's um, either I'm like – it's either a 50-yard – it's either a 50-yard pass or like a 30-yard pass, right? That's the difference between that run? Like – like, I'd have to see like again like, where he was on the field. I only say that because I know football to be a momentum sport, and the momentum was firmly on the Cowboys at that point. That's pretty fucking impressive if you go. I understand that it is, but I don't know, man. I, I don't buy that. But And they have some incredible we'll weapons at the wide receiver position. But we'll never know. And then we'll um, know. Uh, the other thing is, like, sure, the ref banging into Dak is weird, and it doesn't look good. The other guy banged into Cassius Marsh in the Steelers game yeah. and just threw the flag like a walk-off three-pointer. Yeah, Dude, the, it, I'm so it, over it, the referees. I'm not as willing to go at the referees here. I mean, like, what? Why would the center? Why would the center put the place the ball? That's so weird. Like, he was anxious. That, just straight just, up, he was sure, anxious, course, and they knew course. they had to snap the ball, so they were just of being. Course. He didn't but know what look, else to do because Dak great, gave him. But the that's ball. on. It was Dak's him. fault. And that's Dak's on fault. Dak. It's on both of them. And it's on McCarthy. And it's on Kellen Moore. It's like it's like it's on every one of those people before the ref, in my opinion. And I'm sorry. Here's where I think I that's will probably say, fair. That's probably here's, fair. Here's what I will say about the officiating. And it's not on the it's 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 more about the idea of 
obviously they're I feel more this way if the fucking center doesn't place the ball. But the refs banging into them and taking that extra two seconds, I think they should give them time back. Like, and and so, you know what I mean? So, like, that's where you look into the rules, in my opinion. Because that's... Maybe, like, one untimed down or something. I mean, something. And I understand why that could could get controversial. But it looks like if if the ref doesn't bang in... He still has time to set the ball and get the thing clocked to the second left. That is, so, it, it, like, if you look at that and watch it, and I know you're in the moment. Everybody's in the moment. This is all like you're fucking in Dallas for a fucking playoff game, and you have to call make this call, and the players are doing that. Like, I mean, dude, I can't imagine the energy. But to just walk out, it was so like it was jaw dropping to have them walk out and be like, "The game is over." I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that like, was crazy to me when I, was, I like, saw that. No discussion. I, I felt the pain like, of the Cowboys players and the fan base. I mean, I kind of get that play call with a veteran QB because they did they 10%. did have time yeah they did have time to clock it but my thing perfect, is this but apparently they don't know how to run you've run like you've run like three plays that got out of bounds quickly they finally covered the boundary why do you not just run a quick slant with with lamb or amari cooper they catch it they run directly to the fucking spot where it should be down and hold the ball up for the guy and wait. And then everyone's like, that's what a smart team does when you just run into so many issues. When you call a play like that in that situation, I do think the referee absolutely bungled it, but I also think the Cowboys team bungled it in general and they didn't deserve to win that game. So it's an ifs and buts thing. It's like, I, Dude, so, candy's a nuts for fucking Kyle Shanahan. If people want robot refs, that's fine. Um, like whatever you want. I, I, I mean, it took a, over like it took like a hundred years for baseball to be okay with putting like a camera at first base and and letting like a robot help decide whether somebody's out instead of using the human eye of an umpire. They were like, well, even if Which they're is wrong, so dumb. In my, I'm opinion. just saying. I'm just saying like there's something to the majesty of the game like that. Yeah. But Luke referees are getting worse. They are. They're getting worse. I I think it's because it's the same fucking referee crews and they're just getting older. It's the same ones. I could be, I I don't know. And it's not a full-time job. Did you know that? Like as a kid, did you know that NFL referees is not even a full-time? I know. I knew it when I was like, getting older and stuff but when i was a kid i just assumed that that was like a lucrative job that they practice for all year how the fuck is it not how the fuck is it not uh because people like you are out here bashing them every five seconds so nobody wants to be a referee okay so pay them a bunch of money so you make billions of dollars make that a lucrative job then and everyone will want it that's a great idea. That's like saying nobody wants to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Everyone wants that pressure because it comes with prestige and money. Like, you know what I mean? So maybe they don't want to be referees because they're not getting paid enough. They're not getting enough benefits and they're not getting enough training. So maybe you should make that an investment from the league well, wide. It's like, board. it's like, it's like being a kicker, right? It's like, it's like if you're doing, if you're doing your job, nobody notices you, right? So like, so you either get nothing or you get hate. There's rarely praise. Like, oh, what a good ref game. What a well ref game. It's like, right. It sounds like I a get tough exactly where gig. you're coming from. It sounds but like the a difference tough is, gig. kickers get paid money, and ref- if referees get paid like enough money, not, we should for do that. some research. I'm. I'd be shocked if there's not at least a union or something like 
Oh, uh, yeah, but I know for a fact that that's not their full-time jobs. No, no. I and I know that. they're not practicing as a team in the offseason and watching film together. Why is why is Ed Hockley not a billionaire? Why is he not sitting in a mansion right now? Why are they not millionaires? I mean, maybe they are. I think they make sub a million dollars. I mean, yeah, I would imagine. They should like, be making way more money, and they should be held to the highest standard because they the, are there I to think, facilitate a game. I think league minimum in the NFL is like 300k a year. So, it's a lot. Um yeah, so I don't know what refs are making, but if they're making league minimum, that's pretty fucking fire. Um Yeah. Let's talk about the next game. Um by the way, while the official salary is undisclosed, salaries have shown that the average NFL referee earns about 205k. Um, besides <laughs> earning a substantial pension plan on top of a flat fee. Per yeah, person. fuck that. That's good I money, don't agree. Man. So, of course it is, but would you be willing, when these guys are doctors on the side, some of them, and have, like, very lucrative jobs, to go get that kind of scorn in the Cowboys game for $200,000 a year? If I'm I would a doctor? Say, no, but... right. That's what some of them are. Like they have like right, most of but, them have very lucrative like they need to but be also, paid but way also more maybe, money dude, than that in my you're opinion. on the field with pro players. The privilege if you're a fan is like insane. I know, but we're talking about the benefit, the cost reward, the pros and cons of taking the drawing the ire of a fan base. Yeah. And then juxtaposing that with how much money you would make. You know, so, what I you know what I think? They, maybe pu- maybe pussy fan bases shouldn't blame referees. They should look inward at their at their coaching staff and players. I think you should do both in that situation. Just saying. But let's move on. Uh, Steelers get beat to absolute hell by the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just operating at a staggering clip. It was zero to zero in the first quarter. However, Ben knew he would lose that game. He knew oh, that they were significant underdogs. It's pathetic. It's pathetic yeah, to say that in the presser. It's pathetic to say that in the presser. And then like Najee, Najee deleted this, but he had it on like Instagram, like like captioned, uh, like it was like the on a story. What? Yeah, like it was on a story, like shared like the ESPN like picture with the quote, and it was of Ben, and he was like, you know, shocked to say the least. Uh, and then he he deleted it, but it's like I couldn't help but think that the whole game has been handed off to Najee. I'm like, one of these people is so hungry, and the other one is like hungry for like 4 p.m. dinner with his wife. <laughs> a national championship <sighs> running back who was drafted in the first round, who had a thousand yards his rookie year, and then the fucking like 80 year old QB who's done, and he knows he's gonna get to steamrolled say- by the Chiefs. To say you're the you're the worst team in the playoffs and to say you're this big of an underdog, it's like that's your last that's your last pregame presser. Like you know what I mean? Like like people are gonna remember that. I know that like that's gonna get swept, but I'm not gonna forget it. Like holy shit! And then to say it and then get it's not even close to get the living fuck beat out of you. It, yeah. It's brutal, man. It's absolutely brutal. Um, it was this. It was certainly a soft thing to do. I'm. Uh, I and love Ben Mike Tomlin, used to be. Man. The opposite of a soft QB, but he's been a soft QB for a while now. Kind of a softy. I love Mike Tomlin, uh, and the Steelers are an amazing organization. So I, they'll figure it out. They'll probably they'll they'll figure out. They'll get Aaron. They're they're gonna get Aaron Rodgers. That would be insane. I've heard people say that they want Kirk Cousins. Um, I would gladly trade Kirk Cousins and his guaranteed contract to anybody if I could. 
We from shall the Vikings. See. Next game. Yeah, the last game of the week, the first Monday night wildcard game, and the third of, let me see, one, two, five, six games. Uh, The third or fourth of six games that were a blowout, Rams beat the Cardinals in their third game of the year divisionally against each other, 34-11. to It was a blowout. The Cardinals didn't score in the first half. I mean, Odell Beckham was so good, he got tested for PEDs after the game. Like, which is a very funny thing, in my opinion. Like, if you play well enough, we're going to have to make sure you don't have steroids. Um, I mean, what is he? Kyler, what is his numbers, dude, though? Is it like is it like six touchdowns in eight games or something? Yeah. Like, it's Maybe something crazy. Maybe it was Baker. Uh, newsflash, it was Baker. It's like, okay, now the tuxedos seem a little fucked up. Right. So uh, I, I want to point out, like, a little TikTok that I saw. And keep in mind, I don't have a tiktok i just catch the strays on social I'm media i'm not keeping it in mind you have uh one. you're a well, tiktoker do you're i pa- make you're, you're jackson mahomes dude, dude. I, you're jackson mahomes i saw another now that you mentioned it, i saw a meme that said your fan base is a guy begging for likes on tiktok and doing silly dances our fan base has a shirtless qb for another team it's like yeah, for the bills Fitzpatrick uh, like, in, ah! sub-zero, in sub-zero weather so back to the cardinals rams this TikTok was the Manning cast where they were uh, featuring Russell Wilson on it and Russell. And it was when the Cardinals were getting their ass clapped and Russell's like, yeah, at this point I'm walking up and down the sidelines. I'm saying we still got a chance. There's still a chance in this game. And it pans to fucking Kyler. And he's just like, like blowing raspberries on the bench by himself. Just like super, super depressed looking. And I find that very funny because though he is a transcendent talent, I do not see Kyler as a leader of men, like ever, because he's just, he leads with his play, but when he's not playing well, he certainly does not lead with his voice. He is a very quiet dude, and he honestly just kind of does his own thing. Might be something uh, for him to work on, like that could be pivotal going forward. I think that's his, right, I think that's his personality though. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he can't like step up. Like I have a I have a personality that I change for my job that I get paid for, you know. You are know, a I, completely different person and I I have like a little less respect for you now than I used to. Uh, I think he, I think Luke's current situation is a cash grab. Yeah, it's a cat. When are you going to get back to doing the fucking good shit? Do the funny stuff. No, before that. Do do that back when you used to be on the schoolyard and be like, "Fuck you, man." Fuck you, man. You have anything to say about this Cardinals Rams game before we move on to the divisional round? Other than the fact that they just shit the bed the second half of the year. It was like the one of the ones I was most excited about. Like I was like the Patriots Bills and then the Cardinals Rams. I was like, ooh, divisional. I was like, I was like, these are these are this is dang. We'll have Kyler back by dinner. Ooh, Uh, ooh. (laughs) <laughs> fucking I was, yeah. I was just really really excited for both of them when they both sucked like i mean they didn't I, suck if you were fans of the winning team but if you're just a fan of tv it, it, it was not a fun time this rams team has ascended so quickly the second half of the year and la is excited opposite. la I is bet. excited and fucking the super bowl's in la it's at sofi so um if it, if the rams can somehow figure out a way like the Vikings. I mean, Tampa did Bay it. did it last the year. The Buccaneers did do it, and then the Rams could uh, potentially. Let me do just the same thing. say this: we spoke earlier about some swaggy uniforms. Uh, 
Sorry, my my voice is all over the place. Uh, I think that the Rams, there were these four bears. Uh, the Rams have, in my opinion, maybe the ugliest uniforms in the league. It, it, it's so weird because they have both. The, I hate both, them. Both some of the worst and some of the best sets because like they do this. Uh, their modernized throwback is so sick. It's like uh, it's like a modernized version of like the like. LA Rams jerseys from like the seventies through the nineties. You know what I mean? It looks fucking beautiful. The home jerseys with like the gradient numbers where the yellow fades to white is just nuts to me. Like it's nuts that that made it through and is the official home Jersey. Uh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I don't um, like them. I don't mind the helmets, the blue and the highlighter yellow. I'm like, Oh, that's a choice. Um, eggshell white as like the, the main it's color bone. It's bone. Like whatever. Uh, yeah, I know. I remember when they came out with uh dude, it was so funny. When they came out with that logo, Eric Dickerson is like, That's a penis. Like Eric <laughs> Dickerson is like Eric Dickerson is literally like, That looks like a dick. Uh and then and then they said it was uh the it wasn't white, it was their away jerseys were bone and he's like, What the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. This. Dude, I I, if I Eric I, Dickerson says that it's a penis then you should probably change reassess. Your logo. Just change it. Like, fuck it. No, but uh, I'm serious. I remember that happening when they dropped it. Um, but yeah, That's I mean, they're fine. I, I, hopefully if they make it to the Super Bowl, they don't wear the gradient numbers, wear a different uniform. But uh, Moving Odell, on. Odell looked swaggy there. He was, tapping his, he was tapping his veins to say he had ice in his veins, but the NFL thought it was steroids, and so... That's like, funny. I love I didn't the make ice it up. in the veins celebration. Odell's, like, Instagram story was, like, how it started, and it was, like, him tapping his veins, like, in the end zone, and it's, like, how it's going, and it was, like, a screenshot of the text message from the NFL, like, for his, like... It was pretty funny. That is very funny. All right, so moving on to the divisional round this weekend. These four yeah. bears... I got to say, playoffs, so much fun. I love the high stakes. I love the atmosphere. I just hope the teams come to play now that we've weeded out some scoundrels who probably shouldn't have made it. Uh, yeah. So the Bengals, again, have the opening game, this time against the Titans, who are the number one seed in the AFC. I also feel they're quite overlooked. No one's really talking about the Titans. Derrick Henry should be back for this game. I think it has the chance to be... A spectacle. I think that the Bengals losing a couple key defensive guys like Ogunjobi. Um, I think Trey Hendrickson had a concussion in the game or something of the sort, and he is a huge difference maker. I think that will significantly hurt them when you lose like key guys on the line when Derrick Henry's coming back. However, I think Joe's like ready to go. I think he can put up some points against the Titans. If things click for them, though, Titans have a great front seven. What do you think will happen in this game, Luke? Um, I think the Titans are gonna be cold. Uh, like I think it's like, I think it might be a situation where, uh, maybe the week off and the bye didn't benefit. Like it's nice because it gave Henry some extra time, but these Bengals are piping hot. They're warm. They're warmed up and ready to go. Um, I, I could see. I could see the Bengals coming in and and winning. So is that your call? Yeah. Is that your prediction? Yeah, my prediction is yeah. the Bengals are going to win for similar uh, similar reasons. Like I've mentioned, the momentum. I mean, you cold, hot, whatever. But like 
the momentum is with the city. It is with Joe. It is with Jamar. It is with that team. And not only that, you have Derrick Henry coming in potentially healthy, but also very, very cold from like three quarters of the season, not being I mean, like in the in the I lineup at all. So I can't. I believe in Tannehill. I like Vrabel, um, and and I love watching Derrick Henry run. So I'm not like suddenly counting out the best team in the AFC. Uh, record-wise, anyways, but um, it just feels like, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm rolling with that momentum. The Bengals looked hot last week, and it wasn't just like, I like that. It, it was a get, they didn't get banged up. They had a they had a great practice in the wild card round, so their confidence they did get, is they did through, get banged up. They've already have a playoff win this season. The Titans do not like, but it, they but it, they did get banged up. They lost who got like banged up. Yeah, they lost Ogan Joby. Towards ACL. Oh shit, you just said that. Sorry, uh, sorry, Hendrickson sorry, sorry. Had I'm like, a they're clean. I'm like, they're no, clean, like, baby. I, if I'm not mistaken. I was thinking of like two, Burrow. I was like thinking yeah. of like Burrow and like Chase. Right. I was like, they're so, clean. So like, because Burrow did have to sit out week 18 because he conked his knee and stuff like that. But I get where you're coming from. The offense came through unscathed, which is the most important thing for that team. But I've been saying all year that defense is slept on. That defense is a solid unit. And they lost like two to three dudes in that game. I just don't know if all of those guys are how many of those guys will be back in this game. I need to look into that. Probably sure. should have. We do run a football podcast. Uh, I will also, also predict this is for free. I also predict the Bengals are going to win. The next game is the night game on Saturday. 49ers versus the Packers. Outside. It's so loud. <laughs> the, close yeah, you go do that. So we have, we only have four games this week. And we have two on Saturday, two on Sunday, which is just so choice. Thank you for splitting those daddies apart. I it's, like it it's when it's so choice. I love it, but uh, the Sunday one bums me out because there's no night game. I like the night game. Yeah, you're right. That makes sense. I like night games. I don't know why they're starting it at 530 and 2 p.m. Right. Take All off right. on the next game. 49ers versus Packers. Woo! 49ers are coming off an incredible win where, I mean, just like, Storylines abound from the finish. The Packers also come into this with like an entire offseason and season of storylines with Rodgers and the team. However, I think that the and this is hard because the Packers tend to lose a lot, especially in the conference championship round. So here's my take. I think the Packers beat the 49ers. I don't think the 49ers are good enough to win this game. And I think Rodgers probably loses next week. So I think the Packers are going to take this one, and it might be pretty sizably. I think they might beat them by a few scores. So here's what's up. The Packers should positively beat the snaw out of the 49ers. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, look, I'll pick the Packers, just so that's officially on the record. But... um. There's there's a part of me that I'm totally rooting believes. 49ers. Yeah. Oh, I mean, of course. And there's a part of me that totally believes that the Niners can embarrass the Packers and and then lose next week. Like the bro, Niners... those. Sorry, I have to stop you. Those shades are so choice. You look like you just sat across from me on like a brunch date and asked if I eat ass. Oh my god, thank you. They're You're my like, blue do you eat ass? Yeah. yeah. You gotta make sure you don't get headaches from all the screens, dude. I've yeah. got literally three screens in my face right now. Good. Um, sorry. No, I, I can see the 49ers doing it. I can see the Packers uh, 
losing, I could see Rodgers getting his mouth shut. <laughs> like, I could see that. I, I really could. Like, there's something, there's something to... There's something about never, ever, and ever, 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 ever underrating the Debo factor of this all, too. Like, Ugh. this guy's Dude, nuts. let's talk. Hey, Kitty, let's talk about how Debo Samuel would be a top five running back in the league right now. Because he would. He would. 100%. I've never seen anything like it. Like, this is awesome. And I don't know if there's anybody. I don't know if there's anything the Packers defense can do about Debo. What can they do? Yeah, you're right. He's really good. But the thing is... So, Rodgers can score six touchdowns, but... Right. So, I think the secrets to winning, and it's been like this for most of the year for the 49ers, it's executing a perfect game plan where you milk the clock with a long, steady drive full of runs, intermixing Debo in the running game, and then on defense, you get just enough key pressures on Rodgers to sway the game a little bit, like with Nick Bosa, if he can come back. I was about to say, and that's really feasible. Bosa. Really By the way, Bosa, Bosa Bosa did the Joey sh- uh, Shucks celebration after a sack, which we that's haven't seen one of those in a while. That was that's an Ohio so. State relic. So I want to see pa- uh, Rodgers and the Packers go down in flames. I would love oh, to see God, that. Right. We're not logically <sighs> picking that, but got to be good. The right? Debo factor is a significant the, influence the Debo on a game factor is real. It's just nuts. W- like I know the Vikings. Do you think he'd be a top five running back in the league? Like real talk, right um, now. I don't know because like, there's something about him being able to like do everything as opposed to just being a straight up back. Um, I mean, yes, he'd be a great back, but I don't know. I, I like he's one of the only like receiver hybrid, like receiver running back hybrids I've ever seen that's making it work. Like it yeah. took Cordero four franchises and ten years in the league to work like this. Like and Percy, and Percy Harvin couldn't Percy even kind do of, it in the league very well. A little, like, but yeah, he could. You know, and it's like, but Debo is just like, Debo's like he looks like DK Metcalf, but he's as like fast as Barry Sanders. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like I'm not weird. even saying that. Um, and all of those things are true. Literally, I don't think I've ever seen a wide receiver run like a running back with vision and cutback ability. Well, he, he runs it as a natural running back, which you is know an, who could run the rock. Who's that? Randy Moss could run the rock, dude. Oh, I bet. But Randy's a complete Randy's a mutant. So it's like a completely different story. You know what I mean? That's true. When you're on another astral plane, you can do what you want, do what you wish. So, yeah, we're both going to pick the Packers. However, we hope the 49ers come in. I'm telling you, I can mouths. see it. I know that the problem is they have to go to Lambeau. It's all cold. Uh, and the fans are charged up, and Rogers is Rogers is never he's always warm. You could throw him in any day of the week, any any time of the year, any any level of except for to his week hair. one. Yeah, except for maybe week one, where he was um, very cold. He was, but I'm, he's he's ready to go. He's ready to go. This is what he does. This is what he's been waiting for. And he's writing in his head, in his and well, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for his head, but the story is being written. And it has been written that this is the dance where they go and win the Super Bowl and he can ride off in the sunset. He can do whatever he wants after that. <laughs> that is not going to happen. He thinks he's going to do it, uh, uh, assumedly. And I don't know if I buy that. All right. We got to hurry up because I got to get out of here in 10 minutes cool. or so. So cool. the yeah. Sunday games, we have Rams, Buccaneers, and what hopefully will be an absolutely spectacular game in the early slot at 2 God, p.m. 
That's good. Rams Buccaneers. I am iffy on this one because of the ascendance of the Rams. They've been playing super well. They have a bunch of weapons. They're adding weapons when Tampa Bay is losing them. Keep that in mind. So I'm really split. I have to probably go with Tom here, even though I Mm -hmm. think the Rams as of right now are likely the better team. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pick against Brady in the playoffs. Um, so it's bucks for me, but the fact of the matter is if you get it's bucks, no problem. If you get the Stafford, who's thrown like a absolute dick load of picks in the back half of the season. Yeah. It's absolutely the bucks. If you get those Rams, it's maybe the Rams squeak it out. If they play like they did against the Cardinals, they were putting it all together. So another thing that needs to be mentioned is the fact that Vaughn Miller had a sack in the last game, looked extremely like himself. And, and, and you Don have looked terrifying. Exactly. It's so scary. It's the so scary. one I know the one thing that can really shake a Tom Brady is an excellent pass rush. And yeah. I don't think Tristan Wirfs was either. injured. Yeah. They they were they were down to like their third string right tackle Ooh, in the last game. Man. If you if I'm the coach, I'm putting Von Miller on that side for sure. And, and I'm just taking Ramsey. it to him. I mean, here's the thing, dude. Tom is Ramsey mobile. punched his safety in the head at one point in the <sighs> middle, the end of the season. Tom Arians punched his safety yeah, in the head. Speak last of week. that, Arians <sighs> goes onto the field and just clocks a dude in the back of the helmet, gets fined 50k. I'm so 50, against coaches putting their hands on players. So against um, it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ar- Arians is like Arians is like morphing into back to the future part two biff tannen like in the future like you know what i mean yeah. like after he's won a super bowl he's in which like was Arian's modeled casino. after trump <laughs> good stuff um no but it's all good i'm i i think uh you make it an amazing point that that pass rush has been and was so nasty like so nasty uh and like Brady's gonna get tipped the fuck over. Like he could get sacked fucking upwards of five times at least. Like by these guys. So I don't know. That yeah, that's a great point. And then if he gets the ball out, you know, Ramsey's on one side. I mean, that's an. It's just a. It's an all Madden franchise. I'm putting it's a Ramsey roster. I'm putting Ramsey on Mike Evans the whole game, no matter where he's at. I'm sure. putting Von Miller over the right tackle. I'm putting Aaron Donald at three technique on the other side. And I'm having him stunt into Von Miller's side. Von Miller stunting off of his inside hip into the right guard slot. And I'm getting a sack opening play. I love it. I love it. Okay, that's it. We're going to go Bills Chiefs night game. I think Sunday's slate is going to be spectacular. I cannot wait for both of these games. Playoff football. Where do you think that the... Victor will be which side? I think it will be with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will come out on it's, top, even after say, that Bills. I, I was about to say I also think the Chiefs. Um, and it's a bummer, like uh, because I do think Josh Allen has been steadily ascending. Like I said earlier, like I love it, um, and I do think Diggs deserves it. It's not a matter of who deserves it. I just think that these Chiefs are good, man, and they, they finally very good. got hot. They got hot late, and like they were just in the Super Bowl last year and like the year before that, right? Like, it, like you just can't fuck with them. So having to go play. Is it Arrowhead. wrong of me to just hate Travis Kelsey and think that his personality is just kind of fake and annoying? What's, what do you mean? What's wrong with him? I don't know. He's just always read me the wrong way. He just like, 
he seems like he's trying so hard to be cool and likable and like the fun party tight end type of guy like Kittle actually is. Mm-hmm. But not to say Travis Kelsey isn't like potentially a Hall of Fame caliber tight end. It's if just his the, personality rubs me the right way. If you're the Chiefs tight end, you have to set yourself out, uh, apart from Tony Gonzalez. So like, and Tony hey, Gonzalez is flash, very like. I'd still rather have Tony Gonzalez than him. <laughs> I'm just going to say I mean, it right now. I love Tony Gonzalez, but I also I think Kelsey is a, fucking amazing. So He is a legend. Um, All right, let's put this on the, a clock. I mean, we're going to end it right now, but I think this has the trappings to be one of the best football Sundays we've had the entire year. I think this could be very, very be. good. It should be. This could this – could, I mean, yeah, it feels better. It feels I, I mean, like less... let's just hope a referee doesn't bang into seven dudes like a fucking pinball and then ruin the game at the end. <laughs> Come barreling what the fuck in. What is this football or foosball? What are we playing here? Why are we bouncing off of people? It it looked like fucking that like uh, robot football game that's on the the bar TVs on episode two of Star Wars. Like yeah, uh, like like <laughs> like that's the ref just like just like banging into fucking people and shit, dude. It, it wasn't great, but. I don't know, man. You're so two-faced being like, these guys have it hard, but also fuck them and their family. That's you, dude. Who, the refs? Uh, Yeah, that's you. That's you about the refs. For NFL Mayo, (laughs) I've been Aiden. I'm like... I'm a hypocrite. You're not. You're a hungry, hungry hypocrite. No, you're not. This is going to be great. We got to get out of here. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.